0: and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com
1: What's up, guys? We are sitting at about 48 hours or so from the kickoff ...of the first ever yakin for Bass Challenge. This is an, two of the creator profiles you're going to get this week from us, two, the very two last ones. So we're saving the best for last here, and, and this guest is no exception to, the, to uh, that idea... We have got a legend. We're talking like the creme de la creme of of Georgia Georgia bass fishermen. This guy just tears it up all up and down the east coast of Georgia, which is not known for bass. But he's got an ace up his sleeve, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Greg Godfrey, buddy, how are you doing tonight?
2: I didn't know if there was another guest or what, because <laughs> I know who, all that crap you said is not true about me. <laughs>
1: Oh man i listen when I think about people that I've got to fish against and put put five big fish in the boat it's it's definitely like you're you're up there i mean it's it's like chase you and that's about it <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am definitely going to fish my butt off for this tournament because I do not want to lose to freaking Parker. I will <laughs> lose to anybody as long as I beat Parker. I'm happy. Parker Parker messed up and started
1: calling people out a little too early on YouTube. And, and uh, I think it's going to end up backfiring for him pretty spectacularly here uh, in the next couple weeks. Because old boy went out fishing the other day. And I don't know if you saw his video, but I think the hashtags were like "Dink Life," "I can't catch fish," "Somebody please help." I mean, that, those were his three yeah. hashtags on that YouTube video. So, you know, he, he's in—he's in for trouble.
2: Yeah, that dude. He's—I'm not worried about him at all. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm hoping that's not a front. Maybe he's catching some slobs and he's just posting these dinks to <laughs> kind of get us all excited about Parker can't find fish anymore. Yeah, he's got I've them been all doing some well.
2: pre-fishing myself, so I'm we're going to be just fine here in in Southern Georgia. Well, Ooh, let's talk yeah. about that. What's what's the
1: fishing like right now for you in Southeast Georgia? We're only a couple of days away, so what you've got to deal with right now is probably what the conditions are going to be like during the tournament. So let's let's talk about that a little bit.
2: It's been pretty good, actually. I've been quite a few times. Um, Recently, probably in the last two weeks, I've been, I don't know, half a dozen times. And it was really good. I was catching a lot of fish. Not a lot of big fish, but um, a lot lot in that good tournament size, you know, that 15 to 20 inch size. Um, Right. I I was on a lot of those fish. Now, I I don't know if you've seen recently, but we're experiencing like a heat wave here. It was 103 degrees today here in Savannah, and I'm telling you, it has shut these fish off. So I went Sunday um, Sunday afternoon to a spot where I normally would catch, when I say afternoon, like I was at the launch at 6 o'clock, and I fished till dark, which is about 9.30. And normally in that time frame, a three, three three-and-a-half-hour time frame, I'd catch 10 fish. Well, I caught two. That was Ooh. it, and it was rough. And I think it's just the heat. Uh, that's the only thing I can figure. But the the fish kind of turned off for me this past Sunday. But I'm going to be going out this weekend again, and hopefully I can find some more.
1: The cinco life is your best friend. Go back to Gary Yamamoto. I saw you uh, were fishing with some of those uh, yum dingers, and uh, yep. you know that was uh, that was interesting. Did didn't you have one like spit the hook like right at the side of the boat at one point in one of those videos? He was a pretty good one.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I actually lost one um, this past weekend. That was a good one. Uh, it was pretty frustrating, but it wasn't on a. It wasn't actually on a cinco. It was on a uh, uh, a Ned rig.
1: Ned rig. Okay. Ooh, see, nice. That that's interesting. Chase, you've been doing a lot of stuff this this uh, past month to prepare for the tournament, trying to branch out into other things. What if Chase? What have you? What have you uh, tried differently? And then, Greg, I want to follow up with you and just kind of see what where you may be branching out to, to widen your options.
3: Well, I mean, the main difference in some of my fishing is I started fishing a bunch of uh, swim baits, uh, like I mentioned on the last podcast, and I've found that I have actually been getting uh, a bunch of hits on the swim bait, and really, I haven't even lost any fish on those swim bait. they're They're hitting it. Um, getting a good hook set in them, uh, getting them to the boat. Um, that's mainly one of the things that I've done. and then I, I also had a bunch of luck on top water uh, even throughout the day, not necessarily early in the morning, but even midday I was getting strikes on top water, which I was really surprised at because I mean, like Greg mentioned, the, the heat wave that's come through, we've been getting those 100 degree temps down in here in Florida as well. and I'm still getting strikes. And still was having a lot of luck midday, but I was fishing, uh, deeper water. A lot of times I don't focus on that deeper water as much. I'm kind of casting up against the bank or up against the walls and letting it drop aways and getting fish. But I am catching fish into, in those 25 to 30 foot, uh, ranges.
2: That's good to know. I, um, I'm also catching fish on a lot of different things, um, the swim bait, not so much, but I'm I'm branching out and I'm finding the fish are, I'm I'm catching some of the bigger fish deeper, not not quite so much on the banks like I would normally focus on, but uh, I'm finding them on, uh, sloping off old river bed or old old road beds, mm. anywhere where it goes for a significant um, depth change is where i've been kind of finding the fish but it's been a lot more searchy and i think it has to do with the heat like i said and and i also will agree with you chase that the top water has been pretty productive i've caught fish on the whopper plopper in the middle of the day um i caught fish on a ribbit frog in the middle of the day broad daylight and i've had a few on a buzz bait in the middle of the day so not necessarily the middle of the day but typically i'd only fish those types of baits at the wee early morning hours or right at sunset or even into the into dark in the dark, into nighttime and i've been having them broad daylight hit topwater stuff
0: dang
3: yeah yeah. yeah same same thing here and see that's Are so you funny. Notice... i i
1: can't i can't buy a topwater bait <laughs> i just i i've, I've had nothing i've had no luck this year normally i can get some nice especially like on uh what's that really nice uh frog with like the little long tail on the end the um spro the spro frogs normally I, across uh-huh. the lily pads i can get you know with the the yellow and green or, or the or the yellow and white i can normally get several nice explosions i haven't caught a single fish on top water this this spring or summer it's weird are you uh, are you committing to it, or are you just throwing it a few times
3: here and there, hoping to get a bite? Because a lot of times with top water, you you kind of gotta uh, commit to it and
1: go with it. You talking to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I spent a whole day actually, like a whole morning. I got there right as as sunlight was coming up, and I fished it all the way until about like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and then I had to leave. But I would have kept fishing. I've been trying myself to like pick one bait and make my whole trip around that one style of fishing and just work it in a variety of different environments, a variety of different colors and, and different presentations, slower uh, retrieve, faster retrieve, different stuff like that. Um, and I dedicated to to topwater frogs, um, that, that last, that one day was the whole morning and it was, it was just unproductive. It was very frustrating. (laughs) Hmm,
2: I thought about doing the same thing, to be honest, like, I'll, what I'll do is if I'm trying to learn a new bait, like I just recently learned the, the Ned rig and there's not a whole lot to that one. It's pretty simple, but I'll just fish it a lot of different ways. Just like you said, uh, Walt, until I can, until I feel like I have some confidence with it.
1: Right. Well, and I think, I think you kind of have to do that though. Right? Like, I feel like if you have something that is your go-to or, you know, you can catch fish by default, if you have a chance to go fish, you want to fish that. Because it's been productive for you. But perhaps there's something else that you could, you could learn. And if, you know, once a month you take one day and just fish one or two styles and you commit to that, eventually you're going to figure out how to use it. Like, I want to learn how to use twitch baits. Like, I want to learn how to use, like, a rip and slash through the water with, like, a, a chartreuse uh, through these different trees and flooded timber that we've had. I'd see people all the time catching fish on similar structure in the summertime, and I know it would work for me. I've got to buy a couple, commit to it, and, and get after it. I've got, like, one or two in the tackle box, but they never get used. Yeah, no doubt. I've uh, I've done that before myself where I've gone out and
3: said, okay, today I'm just fishing a spinnerbait. And literally for five or six hours I've fished with a spinnerbait. And I got bites. I mean, it. it I wasn't tearing the fish up or anything, but uh, by the end of the time I would probably caught 10 to 12 fish, and they were actually decent sized fish not some of the dinks that you would normally catch uh, throughout the day so i think with some of these baits um, a lot of them aren't like you're going to get a high number but you're going to get that quality that you're looking for in something like this tournament that we're putting on when you're trying to catch a fish that's uh, in that 20 inch range uh, to make a difference uh, to get you at the top of the leaderboards
1: well let's let's talk about that leaderboards is a natural segue Uh, good job on uh what i wanted to hit with greg and that is what are your expectations for this tournament like what do you when you envision a a uh bare minimum a low bar for what would make this a good tournament for you specifically in your performance what would that look like beating parker
2: <laughs> <laughs> now um i mean ultimately it's about having fun right so I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna talk some trash to these to everybody in the tournament, and it's gonna be fun, and that's what it's all about. But if I could come come somewhere, you know, we're doing best five by inch, and if I could get into the high nineties, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty happy with that. I think it's probably gonna take uh, high nineties to low one hundreds to win it, um, but I, I think I think high nineties, I'd be pretty happy with that.
1: I think that's almost exactly what we said on the last podcast. Was we predicted it would be somewhere in that range of like high nineties, low hundreds to win, um, and and I really think that's really obtainable for a lot of people if you put the time in. I think you could you could very easily pull out one or two fish a weekend for four weekends straight that would put you in that in that that range. Um, what would be what would be obviously beating Parker, but a personal goal for you, like if you could just crush it, what would be the total amount of inches you would want? uh, to put in the boat or one size big fish. Like what, what does that look like for you to where you can just be like, no matter what happens, this was epic. Yeah. I'd be
2: pretty pumped if I could, if I could come up with a 20 inch average, right. That's pretty good. I mean, I fished, uh, several KBF tournaments in the past and, and a hundred, uh, a hundred inches or, you know, a 20 inch average is, is generally pretty good for this time of year. Um, if you can come up with five 20 inch fish, that's, it's pretty good. I mean, I think the 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 May KBF tournament, the the guy that's leading it right now for the state of Georgia, I think he's in the low 100s, 103, 105, oh, wow. something like that. So he's just barely over a 20 inch average. So if I could get uh, five 20 inch fish in the boat, I, I'd be I'd be really happy with that. I mean, I, I feel like that would be a great success.
1: Oh, that's no happy. doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think if I could do that too, I'd be like, over the moon <laughs> with my performance if I could end up achieving that. Because I, I think if you do that, you've got nothing to – like, if you get beat, you just got beat by a better person. You know, like, there's there's no yep. shame in that game at that point in time. Yep. Well, so let me ask you this. What creator do you think is going to do the worst in this podcast? <laughs>
2: uh... You can't say Parker for, for the sake of creativity. <laughs> oh, man. Um I don't know. I don't really want to talk crap about anybody else, but Parker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, He's coming for you, Parker. He's coming <laughs> for you.
2: <laughs> well, first of all, let's let's go over everybody that's in it. Just yeah. um, who who is everybody that's in it? Because I know people have been coming in like yeah. crazy. Like I think the guys from Southern Outdoors joined in. So yep. just
1: tell me who all is in it. Okay, so you've got the Southern Outdoorsman, the Southern Ground. The Whitetail Distraction Podcast out of Pennsylvania, G2 Outdoors
2: and Chasing Tails Outdoors. Okay, um, hmm, man, yeah. that's a tough one. I don't know the guys in Pennsylvania, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say them only because they, they, I don't know them <laughs> and I don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings. But I don't know them, so their feelings don't matter.
1: Get well, ready let me to let be let a tell you mean, this, Greg. They, they, they wear Crocs and socks. So what's that tell you about their acumen? <laughs> okay fair
0: enough
3: <laughs> don't worry Greg you will be a meme at some point this week by them boys
1: uh, yeah so no, I'm sure join
3: join the club <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man every yeah. every day they've got some hysterical story posted guys I, I can't think of someone who has hyped this tournament up more I mean dude, Chase like some days they've got like five memes on, on Instagram and, and, and Facebook that they've photoshopped like Me standing on top of of somebody or Stone Cold, uh, Steve Austin, uh, uh, John Cena, you know, just like a variety of funny things. So uh, just shout out to them. You guys, y'all show them some love. Go hit that uh, follow button on Instagram and and subscribe to their podcast. They're hysterical. But, uh, well, dude, why don't we move on to some rapid fire questions? And then I've got a little surprise at the end for you that uh, I'm going to hit you with. You ready? Do it. All right, Chase, I'm going to start this off. Yeah, you start it. If you could fish with one bass fishing legend, who would it be? Ooh, Hank Parker. Really? That's the that's the first person that said that in a while. Okay,
2: rock on. Yeah, I love old Hank. Yeah. All right, well, here can I explain why? I know this is rapid fire, but can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So, so, um, back in the day, my dad used to host a lot of uh, regional fishing tournaments when I was a kid. Okay. And Hank Parker helped him this was right after hank made a name for himself. this is like this is like 20 years ago like a really long time ago 20 yeah like 20 25 years ago and um this was after hank parker won the bass Bassmasters masters championship and he made a big name for himself and he he went and did a bunch of promotional stuff with my dad's tournament and i just always had the utmost respect for that guy and i've seen he he and my dad kind of came became friends through the years and i've seen how hank has handled different people and how he treats people and how he's just a stand-up dude and i've never been fishing with him my dad has fished with him a whole bunch and i don't know why but he's never invited me to go along with him <laughs> plus hank is a big hobie kayak guy and uh, uh, so I, I i would really yeah, like to do right. that i'd really like to get in the hobie kayaks and go fishing with hank parker
1: okay sweet i, I respect that
3: yeah no doubt all right greg I was watching one of your uh, fishing videos earlier. If y'all get a chance, i need to go check them out on G2 Outdoors. And I came across this one video, you're fishing with your daughter. So this question uh, stems from that. Slim Jim or Jack Links?
2: Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Easy. Okay. Did you catch
1: any fish on the Slim Jim?
2: We did not, but we you tried. <laughs> I'll, make it, I'll make it harder. What flavor Slim Jim? original original okay original i i the spicy ones are okay but i'm an original guy <laughs> no doubt okay whopper plopper or Cinco? oh dear god Cinco! it's just way more it's way more uh just you can just count on it the Cinco always works okay <laughs> i can dig cool. it
3: yeah all right hunting or fishing
2: hunting wow really Ah man, that's such a hard question. I mean, oof so you can fish year round. That's my thinking. Year yeah. Year. Um, but man, I just it's just something.
1: And you know, There's, guys in Florida, I, we got credible incredible fishing down here. If you ever wanted to join us, I mean you could, you know,
2: just think about that. Well, I've never been as excited about a fish as I have about a crisp, cold November morning. Yeah, so I'm, I gotta go with hunting. I'm with you. I'm with you on right. that one.
1: Which would you rather do, be podcasting or YouTubing? <laughs>
2: Ah, youtubing. Gotcha. Why? I
1: don't know. I like the creativity of YouTube. Okay. You hear that, Chase? We're evidently very uncreative. Yes. (laughs) 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 All right, Chase. Well,
3: Walter, uh, one of your uh, words here is something that I have no clue what it is, but I'll uh, (laughs) I'll go through this. three things you don't want people to know about your fishing and whatever that word is (laughs) acumen acumen
2: well i don't even know if this is fair because i tell people and if you've ever seen any of my fishing videos i pretty much say it every time but i'm not a very good fisherman i'm really not like i'm really good at just using the same lures over (laughs) and over again and it's kind of like that that old movie uh remember the titans when denzel washington is the coach he's like i run three plays i just run them forever and eventually they work <laughs> you know he's like it's like novocaine it'll work um that's kind of me so i uh, i think people know that but one i'm just not a very good fisherman um i love it but i'm just not that great at it i just i love it but you know i don't have a whole lot of skills uh two other things about it man um Ugh, I don't know. I don't really. I don't really know what else I would want people to know. I'm an open book. What's what's your what's no the biggest doubt.
1: mistake you ever made kayak fishing?
2: Mm. We'll so we'll, we'll
1: make that the, the the second part to that.
2: Mm. The biggest mistake I ever made kayak mm-hmm. fishing. Ooh, that's tough. Um, man, I don't know. Probably trying to go too far <laughs> with <laughs> with uh, with in the kayak. I I went fishing at um lake santee cooper which is a giant reservoir in south carolina and we just me and a a buddy went and we just tried to go entirely too far in the morning instead of fishing our way in we wanted to go and get this place that was really far away we should have just fished all the way there but it was pretty stupid and we ended up not catching hardly anything
1: there you go pushing it too far yeah public or private hunting
3: public awesome Figured you might say private with all them, uh, ponds that
2: you get to go fish on. Yeah, no, it's something about uh, being on the same water where everybody else has the same opportunity. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't turn my nose up at a private pond, but if I could only fish one for the rest of my life, I think I'd pick public.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's some, and there's some massive public bodies yeah. of water that you can, that produce huge fish. All right. All right. Here. We already know. I already know the answer to uh, this question since you've already made it uh, blatantly obvious on this podcast. Okay, who's going to do better in this tournament, Southern Ground or the Southern Outdoorsman?
2: <laughs> I'm going with the Southern Outdoorsman. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving this, dude. The
0: best
1: part about this tournament has been everybody just slinging mud in the most like gentlemanly fashion
2: ever. It's just been awesome. <laughs> I think Parker's gonna choke. I think he's gonna post like fifty inches. Oh, <laughs> hang on to that for a second. Hey, that, hold on, that, hold on to the, your prediction. Yeah, that that might that might come in in a minute. <laughs> okay. uh, what what will be the biggest fish caught, and what lure will it be caught on? Ooh, somebody's gonna catch a a, a, 23, 23 and a half on a jig.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Pitching like uh, like punching grass, or just like around docks. No, just like dragging it, nice. dragging it okay. through deep water. Uh, I dig it. Okay. I dig it. That's what I'll cool. do on Saturday. Yeah. All
3: right, Greg. Give people two reasons to sign up right now for this tournament or challenge.
2: Well, first of all, it gets you outside. Uh, you spend your weekends out on the water trying to beat Walton and, and, and Chase instead of sitting inside watching TV, number one. Number two, you can win a freaking – cool bunch of cool freaking products i mean i know that you guys have done gotten a gotten a lot of people to come on board and give some really cool stuff away so uh, you can't really beat that
1: right on no doubt all right so to tie this all up with a nice neat bow greg i'm gonna need you to give us three like insanely bold predictions about this tournament <laughs> can
2: i use the one that i just made the the partner's (laughs) gonna post he's gonna post in the 50s that's it you know i'll I'll go as high as 59 just to be nice but he's gonna post in the 50s g2 outdoors that weird guy he is gonna bring it home and win for the creators with 102 inches that's gonna happen oh snap and i think these are insanely bold walter I think somebody is going to post a, a, a big a, – we're not really weighing them, but I'm talking like a pig, like a 23-inch, 8- or 9-pound bass.
1: Nice. Okay. I dig it. 8- or 9-pound, 23-inch bass. All right, so here is Greg Godfrey's 3 bold prediction, guys. Parker will post inches in the 50s for his bass cumulative total, which is just brutal. <laughs> G2 is going to take it home against the creators that live in Florida, which I'd highly doubt. And at least somebody's going to catch a 23 inch bass that he's predicting is going to weigh eight to nine pounds. I love it. Greg, do you have any final parting words for the creators, for the people who have signed up to try and whoop your butt in the, in the month of June?
2: Well, I have to say thanks to to you guys, to Walt and chase, uh, chase and tails for putting this together. I mean, I've done some of this stuff in the past and it's a lot of work. So I really appreciate you guys putting in the the legwork behind the scenes that nobody knows about figuring out all the details, contacting people and trying to make it work. I know it's a lot of effort and I appreciate you guys doing it because I know I'm gonna have fun um, competing against everybody out there so uh thank you guys for for you know putting forth the effort for us. Oh, dude! Absolutely, you have you
1: have been you have been key in this thing getting off its ground. You were one of the the founding fathers of this idea. Chase and I were kicking around and. We had a fire going, and you just came in with a gallon of diesel fuel and just dumped it on there, and this thing took off like wildfire. So thank you for participating, and also thank you for for being one of the sponsors, dude. You know, Tethered being one of the things, the, the, the Mantis being something that you can win just by registering one fish. I mean, literally, guys, one fish over eight inches registers you to win a saddle from the best saddle company the world has ever seen. I mean, if that isn't an awesome partnership, I
2: don't know one. Yeah, man, it's exciting. It's it's uh, people are gonna have a lot of fun, and then you know they get to take home some cool stuff at the end of the day. That's that's awesome as well
1: absolutely well hang on one second I'm going to wrap this up but I want to chat with you afterwards guys you've got 48 hours by the time you probably listen to this tomorrow you will have less than 48 hours so do this go to tourneyx com. search for the Yakin for bass challenge sign up today get that money in there get registered so that we can cut a check to the sportsman's alliance so that you can win some awesome prizes you can shut Greg up you can shut me up and have a good time in the month of June when the majority of us would just be wishing we were outside looking forward to the fall so until next time guys hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next time
0: a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby 6'8 eight western a oh, mule the there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv